Yay! Okay, hey guys. Um, my name is Alice. Hey, I'm Brielle. And I'm Kamaru. And I'm Hat. <laughs> I am the inevitable streaming episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the that- to it. Yeah. <laughs> Why did that song sound so sad? It's so good to listen to. Nineties uh, love or work it or TS track. What was it called? Uh, I've even forgotten. Life goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't was... even hear it. <laughs> yeah, it was like that's your job. <laughs> my my job was to listen to BTS. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to kick me off this podcast because I've been avoiding <laughs> most of their music on purpose for a long time. <laughs> Really, I stayed up for that release because I felt like I had a responsibility. I wrote you that nice little um, whatever, like, you know, like, it's not a good vibe if we listen to music we don't like. Like, you should (laughs) have... Like, no, I was not going to listen to that. Ugh. Well, I... All right. So, should we start with NCT now? I'm trying to pull up the statistics out of curiosity now. Mm. All right. So NCT, 90s love and work it. <laughs> um, Solid. 90s. I like 90s love. Mm. I thought it was sort of... It had the elements of a good song, but it didn't end up being a good song. Yeah, I felt the same was way. Spe- it was I, just... I it was okay. It was an NCT song. Yeah. Like, yeah. Alex said, it had, like, all the elements of being great, but it didn't hit for me. And later on, I realized it was because it sounded like gentrification to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just interesting. I, after that, I, like, didn't care for Work It, but, you know. I loved that. I, I loved it. Work Personally. It was, was fine. I didn't, I'll just say it, whatever. I guess I'm a Johnny anti- he doesn't really. He kind of ruined the vibe of the song for me. Mm. Well, at least in the music video. I guess if I was hearing the song by itself, I wouldn't care. But he was just sort of. Yeah, it was just sort of the Thrasher shirt he was wearing and the long blonde hair. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only it's used to looking at emo Johnny. That sounds like the exact opposite, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> was the color it's the color if it was yeah. black or something like that yeah okay so if our, if we're done with nct i would like to mention something real quick okay. so kind of off topic but <laughs> our podcast listeners top artists on spotify include ariana grande k trandana and brandy <laughs> oh wow so we wow. got that's a very specific kind of person i see <laughs> And the only uh, K-pop is EXO, and then we got Wavy. Okay, so black people are listening. <laughs> yeah, we totally guaranteed that. Good job, ladies. <laughs> and as soon as I heard, like, EXO and Wavy, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Never change, guys. But NCT as a whole, I would say this project has been i liked empathy more yep yeah like i guess somebody was saying that empathy was messier but like i don't know at least people were having fun like yeah Yeah. (laughs) it 
was a fun messy like this time around it's just bad messy like plagiarism and cultural appropriation oh, that's and right yeah mm, yeah yeah they avoid they had like they avoided all of that with even printing um, issues like even down to the album had the members heads squished up on a3 or a1 paper or whatever i think oh, even yeah. the album i think they're still delayed mm. it's just not good all around they need to take mm-hmm. a break and then come back yeah i've seen all these and citizens saying it's resonance is not the same i can kind of see it because from the outside looking in when raised um empathy was going on you were like whoa and this is just like whatever yeah. that's what it's, i'm saying like what does resonance have the empathy empathy baby don't stop yesterday what did resonance have nothing there's not one event i can say wow this was <laughs> you know yeah it was yeah. just like okay we're doing this and then we're doing this and it kind of yeah. kept like dragging along kind of like on a roller coaster but sort of like one of those roller coasters where things never get really good or bad like you're just kind of being yanked along yeah. <laughs> passenger stuff like emotions like okay okay just ticking off checkboxes. i think we should have known it was going to go wrong when they tried to do that akb 48 thing at the beginning <laughs> That was that was the sign for me. Such <laughs> a shame. It's, it's a shame, man. It's true yeah. shame. I can't even yeah. objectify my token boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because like I was, I remember listening to Resonance. Was it um? It was part one. I haven't listened to part two yet. But there was only like two or three good songs out of the entire album. And yeah. my favorite song was an NCT Dream song, which I feel like is a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> like that, that shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Was there even like a doc shoot, doc should interlude, uh, outro, anything? I think yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They Maybe were the one after this. Receive the outro. Okay, I was about to say, if doc shoot isn't on this, it's just like a complete disaster. <laughs> Yeah, and this whole thing now with resonance and Mark being center—it's like I get why they do what they do, but man, I am just tired of seeing him. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I am just tired. Him up. Yeah, like he's there's nothing wrong with him, but just he's everywhere. It's like I don't know. <laughs> I wanna—I don't know. It's sort of like they're set up with this because they pushed him the most and he's the most talented. But I think if they pushed other members more, they would actually be forced to grow. So mm. they're sort of in like a, a closed loop where they're pushing the member who's the most talented and that member feels the most pressure. Have you, I mean, you guys have seen that video of um, NCT performing without Taeyong? Uh, really yeah, that so was. Empty. That was awful. <laughs> but it's, it's only like that because it. it's only like that because they pushed Taeyong so hard. Like, if they had put the same, not the same amount, but like the same sort of, I don't know, responsive. Yeah. Or like, yeah. 
because like let's say that Taeyong gets an injury and he can't like recover from it immediately like what happens which is you know? really likely with how much he's working <laughs> yeah <laughs> crazy how many units is he at again not counting super M. well he's not in dream two you oh, okay. technically yeah but yeah. The, he's he's in charge of all of the units yeah, yeah. Oh. one thing i don't understand because kun is the later leader of wavy but Taeyong is the leader of all of NCT. So is it like like <laughs> are they like a business? How <laughs> SM decided, hey, wave, he's a part of it now. But did, that's very odd. Yeah. Like why did they why have they left it so long? Was it some technical stuff? I don't know. I guess they didn't make up their mind in the beginning. This is a whole well, I mean, when you look at whatever was happening with NCT Dream last year, it's kind of obvious that um, <laughs> they don't really, I don't know, they don't know how to, like, manage. I feel like they sort of, it, when they're working with uh, Mark Young, like, they feel confident, but as soon as you, like, pull them away from that, it's like, they have no clue what to do. I can't. Well, I can believe it because it's happening and it's SM, but you seriously get like 20 plus men and you can't put effort into, I mean, you can't even have a fallback option. It's just interesting, I guess. Yeah. Alrighty. That's NCT. Um, let's talk about Kai. <laughs> Yay. I'm laughing. It sounds like a sarcastic laugh, but it's not. I just tired, I guess. <laughs> That's why you take power naps before this. No, I can't. I don't. I can't nap. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like <laughs> incapable of napping. Um, okay, so it's a shame because I had like my top ten songs for the year, and then this album came out. So now it's kind of <laughs> now I I might have to like rearrange some things, but um, it's very it, it, it's. <laughs> I wrote it, I wrote down that it, um, it goes down very well, like, it's very cohesive, um, mm. sort of like tea, like, when you drink it, it's just sort of, there's a lot of things in it, but it, all of it works together well, and it's kind of relaxing to listen to, um, Kai the game metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Kai himself has, um, done a really good job, I... Like the music video a lot. I see why it took as long as it did. Usually, when things are like delayed, I'm like it's usually SM being weird, and it, like the product isn't even worth it. But like this was worth the wait, um, especially hearing him talk about the process of making this the not the music video but the film Kai thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was very nice. Well, the film, I mean, I had it playing in the back, but it was like, I love when artists do short films or things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't watch the film, but I did um, listen to the song and I thought it was really good. You know, I don't listen to EXO. I don't listen to Kai. Like, I don't know anything about them, really. So 
I was pleasantly surprised. It was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um isn't like... <sighs> it's just... It, yeah, everything is just... I'm very much one of those people who like... <laughs> things need to be like aesthetically uh, perfect for me to enjoy them. And the song wasn't perfect, but like it, everything went together very well. So yeah, it's like an experience. Like I think a lot of idols get caught up in like their dance being perfect, but they then they don't focus on the music or their expressions or like the vibe. But like this whole the whole package was really good. Um, is it my favorite song? I would say it would have to be um, "Hello Stranger." Agreed. Mm-hmm. It was very minimalist, like the whole thing. I liked it. Very download. Wasn't bombastic, but it it was fine considering mm-hmm. where else it mm-hmm. um it was very anticipated. Yeah, extremely. And I'm glad it lived up to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I, like even but like I guess it's because before I was like, oh, it's not going to be that good. Like he's going to drop the ball. <laughs> and I think I've just been traumatized by what happened with him and an idea. But um, this, uh, yeah, this didn't like drop. Um, it didn't drop the ball. Yeah, I liked it. Um, definitely lived up to the expectation I had, which wasn't really too high or in this. Well, I wasn't expecting bombacity, so this is fine either way. Uh, the mini was like something I listen to when I'm winding down. So fittingly enough, I listened to the whole thing at 2 a.m. Uh, it's just easy listening, uh, inoffensive, nothing particularly sticking out or going on my playlist but i still enjoyed it thoroughly is he going on music shows mm, i don't know <laughs> he he did a stage but i don't know yeah i think that was like uh, the sm the stage thing uh, or whatever uh, those things i hate those the camera me too or what no i think it was actually something for a radio show mm, i don't know i just want to see if he can sing it that's all. Well, seeing, I think he can sing live. I don't think he's going to have an issue with that. I don't know if SM's going to make him do that because Aespa hasn't been singing live. So yeah, I I really, I'm still disappointed about that, but that's for later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do really appreciate his specific bubble post. I'm trembling because I'm looking at myself. Happy. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I've been looking forward to this, and it was sweet. The video, it was okay. I didn't think it was anything special, but yeah. And I see why people don't like the song, but I'm not one of them. Mm. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I think also, and this is um, sort of my own, I guess, journey or something. One thing that makes me enjoy it even more is that um, he makes himself um uh, a person that you want to do well like there are some mm-hmm. idols where they <laughs> i guess going so on a tangent, idols try to do <laughs> well no just some idols who have like kind of uh you can tell they're all idols are attention seekers but like you can tell 
that sometimes their heart isn't in the right place <laughs> to put it bluntly but um kai isn't he seems like he really wants the best for other people like he has his own goals and he wants to achieve them but he's not he doesn't seem arrogant or anything he's just he just wants to dance and he wants to present his dancing to the world and he wants to make his fans happy and he wants to dress up like a bear and i mean uh, from a person who tends to be very cynical when it comes to k-pop idols it's very refreshing <laughs> yeah, i'm and kind of shell-shocked hearing this from you about kai <laughs> in general i like him <laughs> i have i have the cynicism in the back of my mind as you say this but i do get the vibe yeah he just wants to mind his business to an extent well yeah he's he's he minds his own business he does his his i don't know if he he does instagram live still but he's just a very uh i'm the doing vibe, my job the the vibe I very get, seriously yeah the vibe i get from him is just very good and it's mm -hmm. very rare that i get like a good vibe from people usually they're just kind of there <laughs> but for a k-pop idol to like consistently just mind their own business do their job not start any drama um treat the fandom well treat the people around them well it's it's unfortunately unique but it's it's a good trait of his have you guys seen that the the video like the when he was he was doing uh, the interview for the mini album and he was reading fan comments and he started like crying because <laughs> he was like oh i feel so touched by you guys' gratitude blah, blah 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 and it's like when you see him crying there were like some mm -hmm. comments that were, like he's fake crying you know <laughs> stuff like that but like you can look at him and you can be like okay like maybe he's not exactly how he appears on camera but he if he's acting <laughs> like if he's acting this all out and he's pretending to be this nice of a person like he deserves an oscar <laughs> he's very well i'll take oh, your word <laughs> you can find the gif somewhere if you don't want to bother with the entire v live but it's he's very he seems very um not naive, and I, I want to emphasize that, but he seems very pure-hearted. Um, he seems like a really gentle soul. Yeah. Yeah. Cool dude. I've liked him since you told me he was that kind of, like, one-hour-long deep talk on the porch at night kind of guy. <laughs> oh, he definitely is. His interviews are fantastic. That was um one of the reason his like his magazine interviews because you like you see him on a cover of a gucci magazine you're like oh whatever like it's kind of pretentious <laughs> but then it's and then you read what he's talking about and you're like oh okay like he actually has a brain in his head and he's like aware and uh, i mean <laughs> i'll stop because i could talk about him for a long time i don't think we need to do that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm very is is it the right word to say proud because he's eight years older than me? But whatever, I'm I'm very <laughs> proud of um, of him, and I'm glad that um, he's yeah he takes himself seriously and that he's aware of um, how much his fans love and appreciate him. Yeah, just like a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
(laughs) that's always appreciated Mm -hmm. so i guess now from cool dude to whatever this is now to got seven (laughs) 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 i don't hate it that much but uh it happened so we were already off to a bad start because I gained interest in GOT7 because of JB, just for his face. And um, <laughs> he pops out with that mullet. Ugh, oh. We're already off to a bad start. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> so five minutes before this episode started, I listened to Last Piece. It was mm-hmm. okay. It just sounded like winter. Uh, inoffensive. I don't think I would skip it if it came on K- a K-pop radio thing. But um, breath, it was so forgettable, and I can't remember what it sounds like. But at the same time, I left it knowing that I never want to hear that again. It's oh, it's kind like of 100? impressive. Huh? <laughs> like one hundred? <laughs> no, I can listen to one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I remember what it sounds like, at least. Mm -hmm. I don't particularly enjoy the experience. (laughs) Yeah, I have not not heard that song. I saw the title of it. I was like, this isn't for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, JB is barely in the last piece video for a reason. I don't know what he was thinking. And yes, that mullet was his decision. Oh, I'm, like, yeah, so but- disappointed, man. When I first found out about him, he had, like, this long hair and facial piercings and grills and an angel voice. And now mm-hmm. we're here. <laughs> yeah, the mullet is never... <sighs> the mullet, it just... It needs to die. I don't think there's anything else to say. Anyone have thoughts about God 7? Nope. I like the music <laughs> video. For breath or last piece? Breath. Mm. It was interesting to look at. But yeah, the... I don't know, the songs were kind of uh, mid-level. I, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to them. I, wouldn't, I don't necessarily like them. It's in the middle. Mm. Right. So this consensus is a solid eh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, who's next? Let me check. I think it's an hyphen. <laughs> what? Hyphen? <laughs> um, I don't know anything about them. Who? Cat said Nugu? Okay, well, I only have one thing to say about them. That's why I put them on here. Um, I became aware of them through someone in the group chat. So um, Mnet and Big Hit basically had their produce, and they came out with a group called Enhyphen. Yay! (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) Their debut song was called... Taken, I'm sorry, given taken, and it was like a, <laughs> it was like a psych ward vampire concept, 
which oh, I didn't care yeah. for the song. I saw yeah. some jokes about them being vampires, and I was like, oh, that's sick. And then I never paid the attention. Yeah, so I like the whole vampire psych ward concept, but most of the members are 14, if I'm remembering correctly. So oh, I don't yeah. like that concept yeah. for that. Yeah. That's all I want to say, really. <laughs> I mean, it's both gen groups, man. And hybrid. <laughs> That's what I have to say about them. They do be existing. <laughs> All right. So now BTS life goes on. Apparently, <laughs> Kamaru, Kamaru or whatever, she screamed at me a couple of days ago about pronouncing her name wrong. But whatever her name is, apparently, I'm the BTS wow. person. And, um, well, I've, uh, I guess I need to reflect again because. Um, I haven't heard that song, and I don't, I probably, I haven't even fully heard Dynamite 3 yet. Um, <laughs> or Boy With Love. So, <laughs> I consider it an achievement at this point. <laughs> I think I should be the official runner away of BTS songs or something instead. Um, but the the number one on Billboard, um, I think... God, number one? Yeah, I think objectively, oh. like, it's good that a song doesn't have to be in English or have to be partially in English to achieve that kind of goal. But subjective, you have to look at how it achieved that. And it was just the fandom stream mm-hmm. 24-7. Like, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like random Americans are like, oh, this song is cool. Like, ugh. But they have two songs in the top ten. Yeah, I would always. Well, two songs in the top five, actually. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll do a little little uh, podcast host manager intro introduction thingy for them. I don't know. I wrote down notes. <laughs> so if you don't know, um, BTS Sugar Boy, he got a <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> shoulder surgery so he's not participating in the comeback but um on a bittersweet note he's going to be the only member to spend the days with his family in like five years so yay for him him. yeah (laughs) why is he not not involved Hmm? shoulder why is he not involved shoulder yeah he like got ran over by a car pre-debut and he's just now getting surgery I'm not exaggerating, by the way. Wait, are you um, serious? <laughs> <laughs> he was a delivery boy, and he got run over by a car. Wow. Oh. Press <laughs> up to him. Yeah. So hey, There's something very funny about the fact that the only re- reason he was able to take time off was because he got run over by a car. Like, that's the only <laughs> reason why he was able to take a break. From his work is because he got <laughs> run over by a car when he was younger. <laughs> no, he got run over by a car and he had to get like shots injected in him before every show. Oh, that's painful. Yeah. I noticed um a little bit before the surgery when they were still doing Black Swan, because I see clips on Twitter inevitably. He stopped using his injured side of his torso and like kept it in his pockets. So I was like, oh, must be the end of the line. So, whatever. Um, <laughs> I know when this first came out, people were 
um, like, haha, this is advertised as alternative hip hop. And the annoying music students were like, actually, if you people had any knowledge of the art of music, you would know that this is technically a hip hop song. <sighs> Which, like, they're right, but they're always so annoying. <laughs> I just want to vent. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, BTS fans say a lot of things that are technically right, but have no basis in what's actually happening. It's <laughs> yeah, it's very or like, oh, the Grammys or whatever, or American DJs or something are xenophobic. I mean, you're right, but it, it isn't. But also, BTS fans are extremely obnoxious. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing I want to know about the video is like, well, not want to know. I just want to say it's like, I get they want to do this whole like, oh, COVID has been so hard. Let me comfort you, my old fans. Ooh, I love you. And like, we're about to enlist. But to a non fan, it just comes off as so over dramatic. And like, uh, I just think the whole thing with boy groups mainly catering to fans. You know what I mean? But mm. it's just extra annoying with them. And I don't even know the point because it's not like Jin's enlisting till 2022 now. So Don't remind me. <laughs> All this melodrama for nothing. And we know COVID hasn't been really impacting BTS. So all the dramatics are just so much. Yeah, I mean, they they... I think that, oh, well, I'll save that for later because it's, <laughs> I just had a hot take pop up in my mind, but I will dismiss Ooh. it for later. But I I see how BTS, um, it, it's sad, and I think I've said this before in another context, but it's really sad that a group as old as they are is so, like, dependent and reliant on, like, what their fans want like when they want it like they're so spoiled like their fan base is so spoiled like i can't like there are groups like in their third or fourth or fifth year who aren't even doing this much for their fans and the fan base is still content but even when you still when you go on twitter like armies are always saying i miss i don't know yungi i miss jungkook like where is he and it's like they're putting out content every week for you. you. They put out daily selfies. Like, it's, it's very, it's very, it's, I don't think it's, <laughs> it's very strange it's, to me. It's not even that. It's every single day. Like I say, I have an account where I just follow, like, Yoongi accounts. And every day where he's been gone, there's been some new BTS clip, some new photo shoot. So I'll see new content of him literally every day, no matter the circumstance, which is why I didn't really care in the first place about this injury, besides my extremely ironic rant about not getting a specific photo shoot from him. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I And I, I sort of, I guess I feel bad for BTS because it's like, their their <laughs> their fan base is like a tumor <laughs> like it just grows and grows and it's like not satisfied by anything like it, it, there's no they don't even feel like a real group of human beings who actually care about like the people they're interested in it's just like they need more they want more it needs to be more dramatic 
so they released like Black Swan. I, I don't remember what the awards they oh kinesthetic film or whatever. No, kinesthetic manifesto. That's manifesto, what yeah. What on earth is a kinesthetic manifesto? <laughs> <laughs> Not, can you imagine going to BTS in like 2014 and telling them that they were going to create something called a kinesthetic manifesto? Or and like, use a bunch of foreign producers? What yeah, the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because that's just... the thing that's getting me. Also, I um, talked about this with someone yesterday. It's that they never use their old producers anymore they're literally in the basement unless sugar boy wants to make solo music again and he gives them a job so it's <laughs> and you can yeah. really tell it's still crazy to me i haven't seen adora on a track in like five years unless she's oh, been doing backing vocals for yungi again it doesn't exist the manifesto so, yeah. doesn't exist no oh not my kinesthetic manifesto yeah it's so if their music I don't know what Life Goes On sounds like but it's it's as dramatic and weird I wouldn't be so because that's like their fans can never get enough like they're they're insatiable like literally it's not dramatic in the like eyeliner sense it's dramatic in the I'll never know happiness again. We're driving melodramatically. It's like a Lana Del Rey video, but more sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what their fans are demanding. Like, they, yeah. did, their, they did their mental health survey or whatever. And they've seen how well that's gone. Mm. I wonder what happened to those concept pictures. You know, where they were in, like, rooms that were supposed to reflect on their personality or whatever? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Jungkook's was all goth. Sugar Boy's was a cry for help. Jimin's was a flower shop. I thought that was going to be, like, a big part of the concept, but... No, like I said, it's it's the... They're selling authenticity. They're not, they're not authentic. Bummer, man. So like even even the concept of their own flaws, I like just imagine that like you you're on camera you talk about your flaws to your fans, but then even your own personal issues are um, turned into commodities. I think they did something like that for a mama stage, and they want to say 2018. I don't know something about J Hope being a clown. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, like can pull it up if you want. Like they were <laughs> a gesture. Mean, if we're trying to be more artistic, but <laughs> what's your mental health issue? I'm a clown. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't remember. Did they make the depression the concept, or was that just like? Um, well, they had the love. I love myself. Whatever thing you've seen that that video of them like with that that whole stadium of people, and they're like, uh, say like tell like say you love say you love yourself, and it's like, Ugh, yeah, like I thirty thousand girls that, but... saying like I love myself. Yeah, it's very creepy. <laughs> uh, 
but I think it literally like is the epitome of their their concept. Like, and then fans will be like, "I don't understand what's wrong with this," and I'm like, "Well, that's the point." <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to insert a brain education? In, in yes, oh, definitely. <laughs> Please. Wait, let me let me get up. I need to get the full quote up. I think I, I wasn't expecting in, to in my notes. Brain education. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I just searched up on Google, BTS teaching me to love myself. And I've gotten three articles. Ooh. Oh my god. BTS have helped me so much by distracting me from my mental health problems. Because that's really all it is. Yep. Here are those hats. (laughs) Oh, I got it, I got it. I got it up as well. Right. The goal of brain education is to guide people to evaluate and update the core information in their brains, such as their beliefs and preconceptions, enabling them to deal with their social and natural environments effectively and proactively. <sighs> See, this is one of those things that it sounds like almost good, but there's something off about it. I would say it's the first, I guess, the first clause. The goal of brain education is to guide people to evaluate and update the core information in their brains. It's not, um, it's not sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> but then the second part is normal, like beliefs and preconceptions enabling them to deal with their social and natural environments effectively and proactively. That's fine. But update the core information in their brains? Instead of getting the IV, BTS get hooked up to the brain education machine. Yeah. I can't and wait so... to speak more about this later. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're gonna have a whole joke episode about this. <laughs> oh, this sounds like some cult stuff. I'm looking it up yeah. too. That say this the location cult. for it is literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't like this. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it gets worse the, the longer you look at it. Well, I I was gonna bring in more culty details, but I'll save that for the episode. Yeah, save it, save it, save it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, are we done with BTS? Oh, BTS taught me to love myself as an Asian in America. We're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next we have Mama Land. I think Brielle had something to say about Mama Land. Did I? Mark. Did I? <laughs> um, I listened to it. It's good. It sounds, you know, like Momo Land. Um, I think with them is, for me, the video had that filter on it, so it was kind of hard to look at it. But <laughs> overall, it was good. Um, I like to look at them more than I like to listen. <laughs> Just to be honest. <laughs> They're really, I think they're all really pretty. So, mm-hmm. it was good. I don't know mm-hmm. what their future is <laughs> because I don't know how successful this comeback was, but you know, they tried. <laughs> how would you rate number scale? Um, a six and a half. Hmm. Out of ten. Right. So, do we want to do Stacy or Ice Stacy. Oh, yeah. 
I love Sorry. that. I love this song so much. Yes. I really it's like so it good. too. Mm -hmm. This and um, Hi Hi by Luna. Those, mm -hmm. like, those types of songs, my serotonin, oh my God. <laughs> it just gets me going. It makes me want to run just like mm -hmm. forever. I love, I love them. I love them so much. I think that's especially fitting with Hi Hi. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Was Stacy as soon as I heard um, Black Eyed Peel's song was making a girl group, I was already my interest was peaked like a beacon. I felt like my little antennas from the signal video went off. <laughs> and I haven't like enjoyed a fourth gen song yet, the way I have this at least. So I'm really, really really looking forward to see how they'll do next and they might just keep me interested in k-pop i don't know <laughs> i even like their visuals i haven't said that in a while like their faces oh, they're all really pretty yeah yeah. Mm. yeah there was one girl i think her name is yoon and i saw a gif of her and i was like oh she's like cute and i thought she was like 20 but she's 16 <laughs> oh no <laughs> Yeah, I've been seeing her everywhere. She's yeah. the one that kind of caught my eye. Yeah, tall, like with the, the bangs, kind of mm -hmm. looks a bit like a robot to me, but in a cute way. <laughs> she caught my attention which when she looked like what Lisa thought she looked like in Kill This Love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You really forget how young these idols debut. Yeah. I still get taken aback by the ages sometimes. Yeah, I think the leader of this group is 2001. Yeah. Mm. And that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. But I mean, and I guess this sort of goes into Aespa. Um, but it's always, like, it, they've always been this young. It's just now I'm getting older. So when I first got into K-pop, like, all my faves were, some of my faves still are, like, 10 years older than me. But now they're, like, I mean, I'm not standing anybody younger than me, but now the people who are active in K-pop are, like, <laughs> rapidly becoming younger and younger. I think the... How old is the Macne for Stacey? Is, uh, okay. 2004, I yeah. think? Yeah, 2004. Like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Isn't Yuna see the same age? She's yeah, 2003, 16. though. They're both born in December, so their oh, birthdays okay. didn't come yet. Mm. Uh, I yeah, think I you know was born in December. Like, the youngest person that I could think of in K-pop, I was like, "Wow, she's such a kid!" And now there's like, you're getting a lot of people around the same age as her, which is well, <laughs> I'm the same age as Irene and that group, so I'm used to people being a lot younger than me. I just I told myself I wasn't going to um, listen to anybody that was younger than my sister. She's 2001. But oh, uh, same age as your sister. Yeah. <laughs> so we're um, but I'm just starting to become more open because it's not like I'm attracted to these people or anything. So mm, I don't. It's just I don't music. Mind. Yeah. yeah. I'm having to. I'm realizing I'm having to change my mindset because, like, even two or three months ago, I was very like, I don't want to think about. I don't want to interact with idols who are younger than me. But at this <laughs> point, it's kind of it's kind of inevitable. Mm -hmm. So. I view it the same as like buying some kids mixtape outside of a cold stone. So. 
I think that's a you experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> Personally, I'm like used to the 16 to 14s in K-pop, so but that's that's why I don't really say anything until I look up a group's age. Because even when Shotaro was added to NCT, somebody tricked me into thinking he was 16 and I like wanted to end everything for a yeah, second. Yeah, I thought he was 16. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was tricked too. But he's 20, I think. Yeah. Huh. So it's not shocking, but I still keep an eye out. So I think that's all for Stacy, and we can transition into Aispa. Yay! Bah. Okay, Ooh. I have some notes um, for them. So I've said this before, but I'm one of those people who gets very irritated for some reason when people refer to like groups that came out and like. I've seen some people refer to NCT as a fourth gen group now, which I find very weird. But anyways, I don't like it when people refer to groups that came out in like 2017 and 2018 as 4-gen groups. Because I don't, I feel like they're still like, at the, they're still Little like, room. yeah, like they're like three and a half or like 3.7. But I feel with Ace, but when I was watching their music video, like, this is actually the beginning of 4-gen. <laughs> like, we're actually looking at a group that's like, different from a 3rd-gen group. Because up until, like, very recently... The groups have been, I don't know, not too dissimilar from third gen groups that I would put, I would make this distinct. But like, no matter how much people dislike ASPO or their concept or think it's bad or whatever, like they're changing the industry. So for mm -hmm. that reason, I'm considering them the, the first, like really like full proper fourth gen group. Like there were probably groups before them that I would consider, like, in 4th gen, but they're sort of... <sighs> I feel like they epitomize the the next wave of K-pop, which is going to be very... have those weird things with boundaries being crossed with the, the virtual reality and the, the idols you can constantly email and contact and all that. Like, it feels like the beginning of the next thing. Mm, that's a good point. I did. I didn't see it for their concept, but with the whole like um, new method of interaction and general fan culture shift, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Other than that, I said I liked the song. Um, it's nowhere near as good as any of the other SM debut songs um, in my memory. I mean, I'm excluding first gen, um, but it's fine. The music video, and this was my thoughts at the time, because I wrote this down as soon as I finished watching it. Everything about it seems very surreal, and I guess that's because they're kind of like connected to this virtual world. But they're like the outfits that they're wearing in contrast to the music, like they were sort of dressed in this very like feminine kind of, I don't know, girly kind of way. But, like, the music they were singing was, like, about hating a snake. <laughs> and, I don't know, and virtual avatars and all that. So, it was probably purposeful. But it seemed very kind of strange and surreal. Um, 
I did like that their outfits weren't like really sexual looking. Um, in comparison to like Itzy when they debuted, I was kind of uncomfortable with some of the stuff. Mm, other than well, that, hmm? I oh, I was just gonna give my opinion. Yeah. No, go on. Okay, so I thought um, at first I didn't like it because. Just from all the clips and the teasers that they showed, they really centered Karina. But then I actually watched the video and I listened to the song, like, without the video and stuff. And she's actually not that centered at all, really. It's just, I guess, the promo they wanted to push her. Um, But I just thought, I thought it was really good. I thought, um, I really like Ning Ning. I thought she sounded the best. I like her voice a lot. Um, I also like the visuals and stuff. And I like that they seem to be very distinct from the other SM groups. And that's what I like about SM's girl groups. Each one is very distinct from the other. They're not super similar. They all have like their own kind of sound, their own kind of look. And yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that's when people were like, oh, they're going to be the next, next SNSD. I was just looking at them weird. Because yeah. that, that's something SM doesn't do. Like, did people want SNSD to be the next SES? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I like... Hmm. I'm not really impressed by them, but I like them because they are... They are they're changing K-pop. So I have... I guess a vested interest in them <laughs> because they are representing what is coming next. I would actually say that Itzy are the ones yeah, that think, started it. I think yeah. Itzy had way more impact in that field you're talking about, except for the changing fan culture, and I don't think that's going to be in a good way at all. No, I don't think it's good, but it's it's happening. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I feel like, I, I guess I'm sort of irritated by this because I see people on Reddit all the time like, Oh, this is so awful. This is so bad. Why are they doing this? But they don't do anything to like actively change it. And so I'm like, okay, so you think this is problematic and you don't like how their avatars are built, blah, blah, blah. Like, why are you streaming their comeback and buying their album then? Like, <laughs> like it's not good. I get that. But I feel like a lot of people just say that to sort of say something good but there's no there's no substance behind it like obviously the the whole avatar thing is really creepy like but anybody with a functioning brain knows that like it's not a i don't think that's a profound take um it would be more profound if people were actually going to sm and saying hey we're not going to buy your album unless you do something like appropriate with these girls but nobody wants to do that (laughs) it's it's easier to just kind of sit back on reddit and make weird threads about um talking about how women are going to start getting body dysmorphia about oh jeez god (laughs) that was when people say that i'm just like i don't like saying this but it really is just a cartoon like and we have enough of the body issues and stuff and k-pop the real people that we don't need to worry about avatars See, everyone listening, whenever somebody talks about body dysmorphia on the internet as a whole, I want you to replace that term with schizophrenia, just so you can, like, see my 
my worldview on this. Mm. It's basically equivalent. So Valius Morphia isn't like I don't I don't like how I feel today. I want to change it. I don't know what I look like. It's more like a severe mental condition that's mm-hmm. more rare than these people talk like it is. So it's it's literally equivalent to schizophrenia. I can't remember if it's an exact form of it or not, but I equate the two. So I just imagine people going like, oh, I'm so stressed. Hee hee, I'm going to get schizophrenia now. <laughs> yeah, it's like they've watered down the word because it, it has to do with when you see yourself, but you're not perceiving the way you actually are. Like, you yeah. think you look like body horror art. Mm-hmm. That's more like what body dysmorphia is. Yeah. And so, yeah, being, and, and I really don't, I mean, we don't know them for sure, but I don't really feel like Karina, for example, sees her avatar and her, the avatar's 18 inch waist and thinks to herself every day, like, man, I really need to look like that. Like, <laughs> she's, she has other things that she's more concerned about, like, or say things that are probably going to start popping out of the woodworks. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. The K-pop fans are always doing this moral grandstanding thing, but they never they never follow up on it. Like, they just complain. I mean, if these girls have those types of issues, I won't, like, well, I don't know if they do, but given their field, it's possible. So if they do have those issues, there's like a 34% chance that those avatars could feel that, but again, I don't know them, and I'm not supporting them anyway, so it's... I'm in a way I'm doing something against it by say, <laughs> telling no to SM. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, other notes I had on Aespa. Um, they seem, and it's, I, I've never, I don't know, like up until them and, and, and Itzy as well, like I've never noticed how young these idol groups are. Like, but when I watch Aespa on stage, maybe it's just the visual standard or something. But they seem really, like, really young. And it, like, it it really hits you, like, <laughs> having these, like, people who are just out of high school and they're going to be subjected to some things that are, I guess, very mentally trying. <sighs> yeah, it was just... My, my thing with them, um, seeing them on stage, was how disconnected they looked from each other Mm. there is no i don't see any chemistry between the four of them oh yeah i mean i guess it's a new group but i'm not used to seeing it be so they seem kind of awkward with each other no and i'm not used to seeing it like that it's because sm the reason why sm doesn't do produce is because they have produce within sm rookies so these groups like these people don't get along before they debut for the for the most part, mm-hmm. um, unless they were friends. So, and, and then considering that they had most of the main people who were supposed to debut like leave, <laughs> and some of them were only a trainee, like Giselle and I know Karina was a trainee for a while, or was she? Yeah, Karina and Ningning have been trainees for a while, but the other two have only been there for less than a year. So. They may not have like really even met up and started practicing until like they had to start dancing together. So it'll, yeah, it's it'll, obvious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> I just the hope one, they grow. 
The one really interesting thing about this debut is that it made me, well, it, at least in my eyes, like as some groups have always set the new, the new tone for K-pop, and I didn't get this with Aespa, but I did for Itzy. So I think it's interesting that it wasn't an SM group this time around, at least for me. I think it's kind of ironic because usually, because JYP copied uh, Lee. Yeah, Shiro. yeah, he he copied SM with SNSD and then twice, but now it's the opposite. Where he did it well. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> and now he's doing this sort of weird, uh, <laughs> bad timeline version of Itzy <laughs> with Ace. Yeah, it. Um, I Shadow think so. I don't Itzy. know who. I don't know who said it, but someone said that JYP is the best at making girl groups, and no. I kind of agree. They're just really good. I think it has to do with his character training that he... Yeah. And then it combined that with a... I mean, this is a rumor, but apparently he's jealous of all his male groups, so... I, I wonder what his male groups would be. I could see he, that. I wonder yeah. what it'd be like if he wasn't the way that he was. He'd <laughs> <laughs> probably be doing more. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the only company where women are the face of it, so I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but I feel like their boy groups would, at least in my eyes, be better as well. Yeah. Because these uh, JYP boy groups are not doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because they're always like fairly successful, like 2pm, 2am, like, but he just doesn't... <laughs> He's just like, no, I'm not going to manage you properly. <laughs> I don't care. Twice would you like anything, sweethearts? <laughs> Man, I'd be jealous of Jackson, too, because Jackson, does he even need JYP at this point? No. <laughs> yeah, so I get it. Mm, oh, one positive thing about Aespa. Um, have you guys heard of the Bechdel test before? Um, about how many like females there are and women there are. It's sort of similar to that, but it's okay. I read something about it, and I don't know if it was an article once, but it's basically pointing out how, and a lot of things, anything in multimedia, like a podcast, um, a book, a movie, if you see a woman, but she like, if she is not mentioning a man, so if if you have like a book or a movie or something. But the focus of the movie or the book isn't about a man or a dude that she's interested in. Um, it, it's kind of, I don't know, considered more, I, I guess it's just less <laughs> male-centric. Um, but the thing I was going to say is that Aespa's debut passes the Batshell test, which I find to be very pleasant. I don't think SM had any feminist agenda, <laughs> but it's it's nice to see a girl group that's the first thing that they're singing about isn't about like a dude or like I don't know <laughs> something oh, oh you're my first love that's yeah. those types of debuts yeah so the Bechdel test it would be what's something that passes I don't know see that's the issue is you it, it takes a while to think of media that even passes it mm-hmm. <laughs> because so much of media about women is about other men it's not about women and their own interest or even other women. So 
Now that you bring up the lyrics being about like a snake, I understand why, even if I fans didn't like it, I understand why K, K, K fans dislike it considerably more. Mm. <laughs> why? Sorry, I have something in my mouth. Yeah. Probably because I don't want to be hearing about a snake, I guess. Because <laughs> no. I, I never pay attention to lyrics in K pop, so I wasn't aware until either. you brought up. I, I only know it because it's Black Mamba, and Mamba is a snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have the snake crawling around in the MV. <laughs> That's actually why I love K-pop so much, is because I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I get, like, if you really listen to, like, English lyrics, it's they can be so mind-numbing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that I don't know what they're saying. I like the way that the vocals are basically just an instrument to my ears so Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh so Mm -hmm. i guess since does anybody else have anything else to say about i like the bridge the of the music video you know that whole royalty oh yeah that that bit that lasted five damn seconds unfortunately I want to see. I more hope of that it. would be the whole. I thought that was going to be the whole thing for the music video, but it's a shame. That's all we got. It was so funny to see everybody dragging like <laughs> the first round of teasers, and then that snake thing came out, and then it was like, "See, you guys, give him a chance." And then that went back to <laughs> whatever that was. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I want to see them explore that 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 dark whatever cool thing. Yeah. See, I don't support excellent. them now, but if they pull a red velvet and start making good music and like find an identity in two years, then I'll give them their props. But yeah, at the same time, okay. I feel like this might be an FX FX situation where I can't like force myself to care ever. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I'm not red like they did have a bad debut too, but then the rest of their music was fine after that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I think we're done with comebacks then. Yeah. The topic is um, favoritism and K-pop and, you know, when companies push a certain member. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about Karina and how SM has chosen her to be the one that they want to push, even though from what I've seen from people's responses, she's not the most popular. So it's an interesting dynamic to me, but it's not just Aespa. It's in a lot of other groups. Like you guys were talking about NCT earlier and how mm. without Young, they just kind of fall apart. Mm. So that's what I wanted to discuss. Should we start with an older group first? Should we talk about Miss A? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's like the lesson. Yeah. To not push people. What happened with them? With Miss A and it and Susie? Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, a the classic tale. Has. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it? I apologize. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she was just the only member that anybody really knew about besides maybe Faye. <laughs> um, that was more... I feel like nowadays that um, fans get more angry at least international fans get more angry about idols being way more popular than the other. But at that point, it didn't. Nobody made a big deal out of it. Um, and so it was just a Susie. 
I mean, she's still and there, yeah, there's still rumors that they why they disbanded so quickly was because there was a lot of internal issues um, because of her being like <laughs> way more popular than the rest of the group. Like, I can only list two members out of the group, which tells you. <laughs> Well, it, it wasn't natural. Hmm? It wasn't natural. I think no, the company it was. I think they that. tried to push another member before, but it backfired. Yeah. I think it was, um, I want to say uh, it was Men or Gia that they wanted to push, push but didn't work. Um, yeah, but that's that's an earlier example. I guess a more recent example would be, uh, well, yeah, there's NCT with Taeyong, but yeah, they they're in a like they're in a a cycle where they can't escape because if you don't push Taeyong, they're not interesting. Um, but if you continue pushing Taeyong, then the, none of the rest of the members have any motivation to, to step it up. So, hmm. And he, like, disintegrates day by day. Like, I I can make fun of him, but I cannot imagine what he's under. The pressure, yeah. And he's only taken one break. And that was after his, his, his dog died and the bullying rumor. Like, yeah, he's... And he does V-Lives, like, every other week. I really... Mm. I really yeah, wonder I don't what see his... much of him anymore. Oh. He just doesn't well, update as much. That's good. I think he needs a break. Yeah. yeah. He will occasionally come on VLive or post a picture on Twitter, but that's it. That's good. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what it feels like to be the person that's holding up 23 people. Mm. That's a lot. But I also was thinking about like Blackpink and Jenny and just YG in general, how he seems to have his favorites and how it's just blatant. Mm. Um, and it makes me wonder sometimes if, if it's the company that's pushing these people or if it's the public. That's what I don't, I can't distinguish sometimes. Yeah, with Blackpink, it gets confusing because the, People actually like Jenny, mm -hmm. but then they also actually like Lisa, depending on where you are. And then Jisoo as well. Like, I'm pretty sure she's equal with her in Korea. So mm -hmm. with Blackpink, I get genuinely confused as to whether it's YG or the people. Yeah, me too. Mm. So, I mean, I think, I think Jenny is, she's really pretty. She has like a unique look. Um, but I just... I don't know. I feel sorry for Rosé sometimes. Rosie. <laughs> Roses are yeah. rosy. I felt bad for her before, but now I think it's just her perfectionism holding her back. Yeah, after watching the documentary, it kind of seemed that way. Mm. Because there's no reason that she can't release covers and stuff like that. I don't... I, is YG like restrictive like that? I feel like they're not. Not really, because she was posting covers on her Instagram stories. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's holding her back, but uh, well, this is live and awful news. 
South Korea passes law allowing artists who receive government recognition to postpone. Oh, never mind. Postpone. Oh, my goodness. I thought this said cancel. Oh, my God. <laughs> postpone military service. Oh I, st- I still think postpone is a, that's still a big deal. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can edit that out. I thought that said, I thought it said cancel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my heart literally dropped into my stomach. I was about to. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I will take my break from K pop. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, Resonance showed the costs of not having a favoritism and opting for equality. Mm. With resonance, I think it's. I don't know if I can put it on, and um, SM or the fans, but I feel like SM was too submissive to the fans in this yeah. instance mm. of all times. Like they should have gone with that. Um, only the best yeah. can continue forth thing. <laughs> that, that actually seemed fun, and I was excited, but then they were little uh, little bitches, and they just fell apart. <laughs> it seems like at every moment they opt to abandon the concept, and I'm just like, what is the point? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't want them to like pick one thing or the other. Like Either fully go for it, or fully exactly. don't. Mm-hmm. This is too goody two shoes. I don't like that of SM. You're supposed to be the big evil, cor- evil corporation. What happened to that? It's not because they're evil. It's because they're trying to make as much money as possible. I know they know, but still. The fans <laughs> will buy it anyway. They'll buy it anyway. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think they just don't want a repeat of what happened when Renjun lost his AirPods and everybody started unfollowing them on <laughs> social media. I think that scared them. This is what I'm saying. Like it really, like, like fans really need to take note. Like it really works when you do things that threaten a company. Um, because now you have SM train like a lap dog. <laughs> they set the wrong precedent. Now mm. look what's going to happen in future. Well, what do you think would happen in the future? Fans now have the expectation that you know if they make up a, a big enough stink about it, they're going to get their way, mm. which impedes the concept from fully flourishing. You know, the divide between fans and then um, K-pop idols themselves is. I I think that in K-pop, the line is specifically in Fortune is very much blurred. Um, I think Aespa is not helping with this any in, in any way. But it's only been like a week and we're already there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean with the beginning of third gen, like all there was reality shows and then three and a half gen we had V Live. But now it's like these K pop fans are just not K pop fans, the K pop idols are just they're on Twitter. They're like reading about themselves. Their fans are demanding things, and then the company says, "Okay, we have to do this right away." Yeah, it's it's a whole new level of engagement that just was not existent before and wasn't possible before. These yes. are this is new territory. I think. I don't think the, it's very. It's not healthy. It's not at all. I kind of wish that idols would go back to doing variety. 
Yeah. And then I can just watch their clips on YouTube or something. You can't satisfy an entire fan base. So I don't, I do not, I don't understand why idols are spending, I don't understand why idols are spending time on Twitter. And, you know, if there's like a ship, like a a particular ship that people are interested in, and they spend all this time trying to fulfill this fantasy for their fans, like, the long-term effects, like mm-hmm. there was that whole thing with Larry, like like the fan, like the fan shipping eventually ruined their friendship, and like even now, like Louis, was it his? Is it his fiance or his wife? Like still being harassed because Larry shippers are still convinced that like she's against them for some reason. That, it's crazy. That's crazy. So, so when I see these idols, like we appreciate our fans, so we do all this for them. I'm like. Your fans don't like you that much. Like, I, I really, <laughs> I don't know. It's like they don't get it, or it's like they're sort of in denial of it, or maybe it's just the the company forcing them to do these kinds of. Yeah, it's there's a boundary, like the line between fandom and the fan base is not the fandom and the fan base, but the fan base and the um the idols being broken in a way that I'm not a fan of. I hope that um, I hope that the companies can figure out a way to balance everything. I'm trying to think of a group that has like good engagement with their fans. Um, I'm biased, but I feel like no, actually, I was gonna say Luna, but then I thought about their recent um, fan meetings, and they're really creepy. So, oh, mm-hmm. what's going on? Um, there's just a lot of people who get in these fan meetings with them and ask them, like, you know, the usual stuff. Will you marry me? Will you be my girlfriend? All that kind of stuff. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's really uncomfortable. And when you said that, I first thought about those weird uh, Luna meetings they did in like 2018, where they would like drag you out by your hair if you were recording. Oh, yeah, those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny because there's still clips from those meetings up on YouTube. So, <laughs> And Whatever pictures they... of Gowan looking shocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And then I was going to say twice, but then Neon had that stalker mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Although That's I not even past mm-hmm. tense. He's still at it. I don't yeah. know. I've seen, I've done, like, a quick review of, like, twice as fan service. I don't, I think that's just, like, that dude. Because <laughs> there are groups that do way more fan service than twice that don't have stalkers that dedicated. Like, that's, that's just, like, that's just an unlucky situation, to put it bluntly. Um, it is. Yeah. Like I said, there are groups that do way more fan service that don't have that particular issue where you have fans getting on airplanes and running into the office and whatever like yeah that you know of mm-hmm. yeah because they could exist yeah they just haven't made um haven't made it public but i'm sure those kind of people exist especially like for bts oh definitely i'm sure oh, they've definitely. had stalkers and all kinds of stuff. I just really feel bad for them. I do. I remember that fan site who was um, outside the restaurant Yugi was at with his mother on mother on his day off. It was interesting. 
But oh, that's yeah. Yeah, I I I guess I'm always frustrated when I see idols give in to what their fans want, especially when I see them resisting it for a while and then they mm-hmm. give into it. I think that's even more painful. <laughs> um specifically, um I Shion from Dreamcatcher, they they were interviewed in a, in a Japanese magazine in in 2018 and she was talking about how she perceives the fans. And she was quoted saying, like, she perceives, like, her fandom like her little sisters. Um, but then now, if you watch her V-Lives, there's people like, Shion, can you marry me? Shion, any, can you marry me? Shion, let's get married for five seconds. Like, oh, I'm your girlfriend. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. And it's like, we know what she actually thinks. Like, she doesn't really perceive you like that. Because she said <laughs> that she thinks of you like her little sister, but it's it's what's required of her is to I don't know the the whole let's get married for five seconds that's very strange to me. I don't like it at all. I really hate it, and you can tell when the idol is really uncomfortable. And like I'm thinking about Kim Lip. They have asked that girl so many times, Kim Lip, can you sing this? Can you do this? And she's just like, no, no, I don't want to. And they push, just like, please. Mm. And she's like, no, I don't feel like it. Please for me, your girlfriend. Like, oh, that is creepy. But yeah, and it's just like, that's not even, uh, I don't know. Like, that's, it's just not right to, to do that to somebody else and then come under the, the guise of saying that you're a fan of this person and that you love them and then um, treat them like they're a, a toy or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It always comes- the same fans who say this kind of thing are the same people who insist that you like don't objectify idols, you know, or like, like you have to stand these groups or i guess it's the vv voters like they're the the fem my feminism comes through standing girl groups and everybody in k-pop is gay and non-binary or something and like <laughs> like they they insist that things are only done the way that they want them to it's a very entitled attitude yeah that makes me think of the the tweet with Holland. Oh lord. That yeah. That was um the fact that he saw that and responded to it makes me does he speak English? Enough, clearly. I think okay. and I think this is a mistake that a lot of people assume is that just because an idol can't speak English well, they don't understand what's going on. And I try to live in a, a reality of assuming that idols understand most of what fans are saying about them because <laughs> I'm usually proven right. <laughs> How about what was the tweet? Oh, well, so somebody did this. You know how they do like um best idol idol with best abs or whatever, and then they have people vote, you know? Top ten they, monster talking K pop. That's yeah. kind of stuff. So okay. somebody made one of those, but it was like a parody version. So they didn't have anybody actually voting. And so they had like top ten gay idols. And they had Holland at like 
number 10 or something and they had Choi Siwon at like number two or three. It was. <sighs> and Didn't then... that not make it onto Instagram? So his, whoever followed him would have seen it. Yeah. And then, so he saw it and he was like, how do you have me this low? Like, what do you, and then the OP was like, oh my gosh, it's just a joke. And you know, key smashing, uh, not taking, having no comprehension of <laughs> anything that they're doing because it's just funny. Um, yeah, I complained about it a lot before, but it's just, he's, K-pop fans are very lacking in any sort of empathy or perception of idols as real people. I like, think people don't also don't understand that um, even though the idols don't speak English very well, I'm sure a lot of them can read it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like they, right. even if they can't read it, like they can go on whatever translator service. Especially if they see something that blew up, like they're going to be like, "Oh, what's this about?" Yeah, they can just click translate and get a basic gist of it. Yeah. yeah, or they might even have a friend who speaks English. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not like a like more Koreans speak English than like Eng- Americans speak Korean. Like yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> most definitely. Yeah, um, I never understand why people. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but like things. they teach English and Korean high schools yeah, mandatorily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, from what I've seen, well, most I mean, Korean not people all idols finish high school or pay attention, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but they, most idols I've seen, seem to have like basic English understanding skills, and I'm assuming most companies are making sure they can do co- something at a conversational level. Um, I guess the only exception I can think of is <laughs> Twice. I don't know what's going on there, <laughs> but. <Ugh. laughs> That really surprises me that nobody in that group can speak English yet. Like, (laughs) that's kind of crazy to me. I at least would expect, like, maybe Mina or, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody. But they don't need to, so. Yeah. I'm not really bothered over it since they're focused on Japan. But on that note, I am surprised that we got an English version before they got a Japanese version. Mm. I thought their pronunciation was so good. So much better than more and more. Mm. Mm. You can tell they really worked on it. That's good. Hey guys, we had some issues with the recording software. We are so Sorry for cutting out minutes and leaving it messy, but just wait for Christmas and it will all be made up for with a little podcast gift. But you still have one more episode, one discussing the mystery of brain education. Stay tuned for the recent cover on birthday special. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.